Hey, y'all, this is Carnetta Jones, the talented and lovely Carnetta Jones. You are now listening to The Actors' Lounge. Hey, guys, and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Actors' Lounge. I'm your host, Melanie Victor, and today we have with us a very, very special guest. Please welcome to the show actress, producer, director, and acting coach, Carnetta Jones. Hi, Carnetta. How's it going? Wonderful. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so, so excited to have you on the show. Like, really happy to have you here. So thank you for being in the Actors Lounge. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's just dive right in. Like, you have been, I want to first acknowledge the fact that you've been in the entertainment business for over, well over 20 years now. That's a really big deal. And you've you've managed to maintain you know, being an actress, producer, director, acting coach, like you have like a full on career in the entertainment business. And that's that's a really big deal. So when you sit back and think about your career, like what does that make you feel like? How do you process that? Wow. <laughs> OK, so it's <laughs> a good question. When I sit back and reflect, I mean, mm. it really has been a wonderful, amazing up and down, you know, feast or famine uh, journey of of uh, pursuing this career that my mother encouraged me to do when I was a kid. So I pursued my dreams um, and uh, with no regret at all, because in my journey, I've had the opportunity to really discover who I am as a an artist as a mother, as a, a wife, as a, a leader, as an educator, and as a, um, a Christian woman in this, in this industry and throughout my, my journey. So I've, um, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned to love myself in so many different ways. There's so many different uh, gifts that I've discovered that the Lord has deposited within me and as I step out into the unknown, as I jump off the cliff, as I, uh, you know, just begin to put my foot forward, not really knowing what's on the other side, but knowing that that's the path that I have to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I've uh, learned to swim. Mm. I've learned to trust God in it all. I've learned that um, with faith and a determination, I've had so many victories that I had no idea that I was able to overcome and or or uh, victories that I've accomplished just because of my willingness to just explore and trust. Um, it's It's been quite a journey. Yeah. Thank you for, <laughs> for asking that question. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really awesome. It's such a blessing. You know, because everyone's experience in the business is different. And I just appreciate your perspective and your outlook on it. It's very fresh and grateful, full of gratitude and just like reflection about like how you've grown and evolved. And it's just really it's really good to hear. Like, I really appreciate it a lot. Oh, thank you. I think that, um, yeah, I, I definitely have wonderful testimonies, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. because, you know, the agony of defeat and but the triumph of victory, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, I've, I've done that. I've, 
I've, I've gone through that. Um, yeah. I've had challenges, Woo, challenges. I look back and I'm like, if it wouldn't been for the Lord, you know, <laughs> yes, amen. <laughs> I don't think I would have made it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's awesome. So tell us a little bit um, about how your journey as an actor, an artist, creative, how did, how did it begin? Like, where did that all start for you? Thank you. Um, well, it started when I was a child and I, um, I think I hear this all the time, but so many artists who become actors or become producer directors, they said, you know, they were glued to the television. They went to the movies. That was pretty much my, my story too. Um, growing up in Oakland, um, my mother who was uh, a single mom and she, she worked mostly. So we were always being taken care of by um, nannies, mm-hmm. living, living, living um, help. And um, during the summer, if we didn't go to Los Angeles to visit my grandfather, we would get these movie tickets, right, mm-hmm. uh, for the entire summer, and we would go to the movies every Saturday. Mm-hmm. We would walk from from where I live at the time. It was uh, on East Street off of... Uh, Gosh, it used to be um, a different name, mm-hmm. but now it's International Boulevard, I think. I'm oh, right with yeah. the King Boulevard. East 14th. East 14th, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it used to be East 14th Street, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. and and there was a movie theater. So I was always glued to just, I don't know, I, I love Shirley Temple, you know, all the mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all the great films, all the great television shows, and yeah. of course Lucille Ball. And I just loved Carol Burnett. I just loved comedians. Yeah. So I always thought that I was going to be a comedian because I just, oh. I was glued to that. But I, but, but I knew that I loved being on television and uh, watching television. I knew that I could do what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I just, I had this feeling that I, I can do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then, but it, it, interesting enough, I, it was just something that I had hidden in my heart. Mm-hmm. And then my mother remarried, and the man that she married, um, he was an actor. Mm, wow. Yeah, and he would do these musicals at the church that we attended and the school that I attended. At um, it's, it's called St. Louis Bertrand. I don't know if you know it, but I'm I went familiar. to it was, it's on it's it's on East 14th Street. Um, it was like on 90 or 101st. Something okay. like that. Okay. And um, right there's it's still the church on the corner now. I don't think it's a school, uh-huh. but I know the church is still there. So I attended St. Louis Bertrand School, and at every the parish, the they would always reach out to the community because they would have these annual plays, musicals. Mm-hmm. My father was always starred in the plays, and I would hang out with him. I would go with him, and I would be like this wide-eyed kid like wow this is so interesting the saga it was like always like a soap opera for me to watch all these people like have a have relationships outside of the the interacting of the actors on the stage Mm -hmm. like once they left the stage then they'd either be boyfriend and girlfriend Mm -hmm. and me being a kid I was always watching always listening and that that intrigued me too (laughs) so the two worlds that kind of collided and sometimes like, you know, intersected or a lot of times it intersected and sometimes it collided. But um, I just felt like, wow, this I'm watching these people learned 
your lines and learn songs and dances. And I just said that this is fascinating. I, I want to do this. And so every time my dad was in a play, I would always go and I would always be part of the ensemble, mm. like either getting a couple lines here and there, dancing and singing. It was just great. So that's how I began to actually uh, like be part of it and perform. Yeah. And then from then on, it was just part of me. I, I never let go. I just continued in my high school. Mm. I continued uh, on into college and then I got my master's in it. And then wow. I got, <laughs> then I got signed with an agent directly out of college wow. and got in the union when, with my very first audition. I got two commercials back to back of the same commercial. It happened to be, I booked two commercials. They had two different spots and they had me do two, two different spots. It was really awesome. Mm. Got into the union that year. Yeah. It was like pretty amazing. So, so it all just kind of fell on my lap because I feel like the people that I were, I was meeting or I met, they were all a part of my destiny. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, you were shaped to do this from a child. Like, I mean, (laughs) there's, you know, no coincidence, right? God had it all planned out. So Mm -hmm. you as a little girl going to watch movies every Saturday, comedies, you know what I mean? Seeing yourself (laughs) in that position and then your dad and being around it. It's just like the path was already laid and it just, Mm -hmm. it just worked itself out. It really did. And to look back, I see the hand of God for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, and I and I think also it was an, an escape for me too. Mm-hmm. It was a way to um, alternate um, what things, alternate uh, what wasn't going on in my life, right? Yeah, yeah. With something that I can just escape and pretend and be. Yeah. And so, so it was great for a kid. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's a big part of it too, that escape and just, just, you know, be able to create a character and get lost in it. I think that's really, it's just an outlet for a lot of people. So, and especially as a kid, you know, cause you were a, a child actor, like you started young. So mm-hmm. um, you had a, a lot of opportunity to just like grow and develop as an actor over the years, which is amazing. Yeah, I did. But you know, it's funny. I never saw myself. Um, like, let's see, what, what should I say? I did grow a lot as, a, as an actor, but was more as a spectator. Because mm. even when I could have been like the leads in plays, I never felt like people could buy me as that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really become lead in a play until I went to college. So that's interesting. So do you feel like, um, was that was that you holding yourself back? Do you feel like, or was there like a fear there? Or like, where do you think that came from? Yeah, I think it was both. I think it was, I, I was holding myself back because I was comparing myself mm. to a lot of people. When you do, when you're like, yeah. when you're in high school, there's a lot of identity crisis going on right now. And peer pressure and trying to fit in yeah and um you know i i never felt like Mm. like the people 
that were doing it, I, I, I felt like, well, they, they, they can do that. That's their thing. Yeah. And that's not for me. And I was happy about it yeah. being in the, being in the shadow of it. Mm. But I felt like, cause it never, cause I never challenged myself. I just never auditioned for parts like that. Okay. Okay. Just because I just felt as if that's their lane mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'll just continue to grow and figure this out on my own, like in class and just be happy with my position as being part of the choir, the chorus, Mm -hmm. and knowing that I can always secure that Mm. position. So um, I think it was fear. I think it was um, myself. And I also think, I also think that it was because I, I knew the culture of my high school mm. and I knew, I knew what that, what everyone's place was. And my place yeah, was, you're the comedian, you're the class cut up, but right now I, we can't take you seriously. We don't think that you are serious enough to be an actor, wow. to be a lead. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I perceived it. Mm-hmm. So I never went I never, I never tried so in you that. Just, you just walked in that, like, that's just what it was. And this is what it is. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I really was. And then I, um, and it, because it was probably because I was 18 and I was processing so much other stuff mm-hmm. that just to be able to, to, like I said, as an alternative or an alternate world, I was just happy to be in that world yeah, and like be okay it, with it, was it. An, it was enough for you at the time. It really was. Yeah. It really was. And I probably didn't have the capacity to memorize all those lines <laughs> at that point. Because I was there was so much going on, you know, yeah. just yeah. living life and being being um, a teenager. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was interesting. So when you said, um, so when did that switch for you? Like when did the, when did you allow yourself to kind of be like, oh, okay, I can be a lead or I can you know like when was where was that change or what did that happen yeah that really happened in my first year of college okay okay yeah okay. Uh, I was doing acting classes which um I always had it was like my easy a and was my outlet mm-hmm. and it was my way to socialize with people like-minded people so mm-hmm. um being in class the teachers uh the professors saw me as a leading actor and I, I went for it and um, had like big parts, yeah. a lot of lines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, were, uh, won um, awards for my acting. Um, yeah, so that's, I just jumped in. And I think it's interesting because when you move, like for me, when I went from Oakland, mm-hmm. where n- everyone knew me, to Los Angeles, to um, all women's college, mm-hmm. uh, where who never, no one knew me. I just was, I was, I was able to start again. I was able to present myself in a way yeah. where I was a strong creative. Yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Like you weren't in a box, like, you know, back home in Oakland, it's like, okay, everyone knows you, like everyone has their position, plays their parts. You're here, you're here, you're there. But when you go somewhere else it's like a fresh start no one has a box to place you in like you establish that on your own yeah yeah wow that's really interesting like that is transformational in itself to me like 
um, just listening to your story, it's like, you know, it's like you started here and then you evolved. And I think it sounds like the timing of it was like perfect. You know, like your first year of college, you're out of your, you're getting out of your teens, just kind of like maybe finding yourself a little bit more. So it's like a mm-hmm. good timing for that. Um, like a good pace, you know, and, and everyone's mm-hmm. different. So, um, absolutely. But yeah. I knew my love, yeah. like I always loved acting and mm-hmm. I always knew that it was my escape Okay. and no one could take that away from me. Yeah. And so when I went to college, yeah, I was definitely soaring and I was like cage bird mm-hmm. that that flew, you know, out once the cage door was open and I flew, I took flight and I met some amazing friends that I have to this day who are creatives and doing quite well um, um, to name a few. Mm-hmm. Yes, name them. <laughs> um, George C. Wolf. he was definitely, he was in... Um, at the Claremont Colleges, I attended Scripps College. He attended Pomona. Okay. He was one of my first um, directors, acting teachers. He cast me in all of his plays on campus. George C. Wolf was nominated for, uh, well, he he had the buzz because he directed um, Ma's Rainey, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh. Yeah, and so at Viola Davis, you know, uh, then he he he's he comes from theater. Okay. He's gotten a lot of Tony Awards as well, mm. and he did the Colored Museum. So anyway, he's a definitely a friend and a, a colleague of mine, and a college buddy of mine. So um, I was in that um, era where there was it was to me it was like a renaissance. It was a black renaissance because mm. we had not only. Angela Davis on campus when I was there at the time. Um, there was just so much going on. It was like right at the end of the Vietnam War. Mm. A lot going on. Wow. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the late 70s okay. Okay. at the time. So. Wow. That's amazing. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, a different generation. Like, Mm-hmm. just even saying Angela Davis's name like wow <laughs> that is she's a t- teacher on campus yeah they brought her on wow that's a, that's like, incredible mm-hmm. um so in addition to acting you know we talked about mm-hmm. your director producer acting coach celebrity acting coach you have worked with a number of celebrities like where did the teaching part start for you and um when did you realize you had like a knack for teaching? You know, it's really, really interesting. I've always loved kids. I, when I was in college, I would always find a job with like daycare. Cause I loved just being around kids. I, I loved just watching them and, and just imparting to them. And, and, and I just love, I love kids. I love just being around teaching them because kids are people that you have to teach them right mm-hmm. um, especially when they're when they're kids so I, I I love that so I knew that I had an ability to to teach just to teach you know I didn't know if I could teach acting so what I would do um would I would go to this uh, dance studio and they had at this dance studio it was more like an art studio the dance, they offered dance dance classes, but they also offered acting classes. Well, my really good friend, who was also my singing 
vocal coach, mm-hmm. she was teaching acting. She goes, this is not for me. She goes, this is what, what you should be doing. Like, so I'm going to give up this job and I'm going to suggest you, I'm going to recommend you to teach the, uh, the kids acting class. I'm like, oh, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. So I, I did it and I loved it. And then, um, uh, Megan Good, who mm-hmm. happens to be my goddaughter, wow. she was in my class. <laughs> and so I trained her uh, as one of my students, and she became like this budding actress. Yeah. And um, and I worked with her and as her acting coach for up until she was in her late twenties. Mm-hmm. And we now we now we do producing. Uh, she's my producing partner, uh, my creative. Um, uh, goddaughter and so yeah so it really started with her mm-hmm. but it, it started with her and then I always acted and I've always loved acting but I've always studied too it's like um not only did I teach I am I'm studying right now okay I love yeah that. I teach yeah studying never stops for me and just reading plays and reading and watching a lot of documentaries mm-hmm. from other acting coaches so I learned from a lot yeah from different sources but that's how I started yeah okay okay now I want to talk a little bit about your coaching technique and style so you have your mm-hmm. own natural technique can you tell us a little bit about it yeah so when I went to uh UCLA um to get my master's in acting I knew that I was a natural actor but I didn't really have a technique for for projects um, that I would come across. Sometimes I just didn't know how to to dissect it. I didn't know how to analyze it. I didn't know how to figure out my character's point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay. If if and it's like if it didn't if it didn't um, resonate with me, then I would have a problem with trying to figure out how to approach it. Mm-hmm. So I went to college based on that reason to discover a technique and to discover a lot of different um, um, schools of thought on, uh, on acting. Okay. So uh, once I did that, you get your master's degree, you can teach college. Mm-hmm. I couldn't teach kids. Like I couldn't teach the, you know, I wasn't credentialed to teach elementary school or high school, but I can do private and I can do college. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching soon after I got um, my master's. I started teaching college and um, because I had been teaching off and on, I had been coaching. So I knew I've been coaching Megan. After Megan, I started coaching um, Bill Bellamy. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this word of mouth kind of happening. It was really, really wonderful. And then from then on, it just kind of spun. And, and it was really because of the seed that I had planted mm. in Megan. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So word kind of got around like mm-hmm. Megan Good's acting coaches, Carnetta, and then other mm-hmm. celebrities are like, oh, I want to work with her. I want to coach with her. And that's kind of how it took off. Yes. Wow. That's really because, cool. Mm-hmm. It was really special. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I think, I think I might have cut you off. <laughs> I'm not a big, it's okay. Um, no, you said you're a natural actor. Is that what you said? You're a natural actor? Mm-hmm. Can you explain mm-hmm. what that means? I have an idea, but can you explain what that means? 
Well, it's just instinctual. Okay. That's what I thought. You could, you could, you could, um, I could drop and pretend. I'm, I really don't use the word pretend mm-hmm. in my, in my coaching ever, mm-hmm. but for the, uh, the audience sake, just in case, um, they don't understand some of my lingo. I'm just going to say pretend. Okay. All right. Um, but I can I could drop in pretend to be a uh, any any character very quickly because mm, okay. my imagination is so strong mm. and of course the brain says if you believe it th- the brain cannot tell if it's reality or if it's uh, an alternate reality or your imagination. Right, right, right. Okay. That's why we have a lot of mental illness based on that fact because our brain sometimes doesn't differentiate what well, doesn't differentiate between what's real and what isn't mm-hmm. um I, I don't want to get i don't want to get psycho i don't want to even get psychological because i don't even know what i'm talking about but you know i don't want to like eh, she doesn't know what she's talking. Honestly, i don't know what i'm talking about but i know this fact is that the if the brain can can go for something that we really believe, believe, believe to be true. And the brain will go along with it. Right. So I'll just keep it like that. Okay. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And at the core, like you said, it it's deep, but that's what it is at the core. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So when actors work with you, like, okay, first of all, I want to ask like, what services do you offer? And like, how can actors work with you? Like, is it, do you have to be a celebrity or? No, you, no, you don't okay, at all. Okay. You don't have to be a celebrity. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I don't discriminate at all. <laughs> it's just that I had started as a celebrity acting coach uh-huh. and um, I worked with, I work with uh, students that are auditioning for um, college to get into a grad program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'll help them on their monologue choices and their audition, because you have to have um, a performance audition when you're applying for arts college. Okay, okay. So I work with um, students um, who are applying for college arts, uh, performing arts um, college, and um, I work with, like, I'm a teacher at TESOL. Yes. yes. Tasha Smith's um, acting workshop, yeah. and so, and I do the beginners class, and I do the master class. <clears throat> and so, okay. and then I have my own business as well. So I work uh, solely with Tasha Smith. I'm exclusive with her, but I've, uh, prior to aligning myself with Tasha, I had my own celebrity acting business. And so those clients I still have, Okay. Okay. <clears throat> but I also have clients that I've worked with via, uh, Tasha Smith. Like she has an incredible, incredible school mm. i call it the hbcu of acting that school that is cool i love that <laughs> i call it wow. that baby girl because it's that. true we are a student body of, <clears throat> of excellence mm. we um have such an amazing um founder teacher mm. such as tasha smith african-american mm-hmm. women woman who uh has set the bar so high mm. 
you know, she, she demands a lot. She has coached, um, Andra Day, who was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for best acting, uh, this year. Um, and she received a golden globe award mm-hmm. under the tutelage of Tasha Smith. Also Tasha Smith has garnered, um, uh, other, Actors who have gotten uh, nominated for an Oscar, um, I believe. Um, I believe uh, Mary J. Blige. I think she got an Oscar for something. I know she was nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for Mud. For Mud. Um, yeah, she sure was. I forget what that. Mudbound. Mudbound. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's so and, right. and under the tutelage of Tasha Smith. So Tasha Smith, uh, she definitely is the Oscar acting coach like if you want to ask her you want to go to Tasha's man you go to T-Saw without a doubt without a doubt and um so I'm we're definitely on that that journey to an Oscar wow that's awesome yeah I interviewed um Tiffany Black who also teaches at T-Saw I mm-hmm. I just interviewed her a couple of days ago and we were talking about T-Saw and how she just loves teaching so much and didn't even realize she would love it as much as she does. Um, and yeah, she was speaking very highly of T-Saw. So I love how you said it's like the HBCU. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man, yeah. without a doubt. Yes, and Tiffany's amazing as well. Yeah, definitely. Wow, that's amazing. Um, now, when when it comes to okay since covid has happened how have things for you shifted or evolved um you know and i know everything now is on zoom so what has that experience been like for you have you adjusted to it do you feel like it's as effective um and you can still connect like with actors through that platform or just what have been some of the changes for you personally well, it definitely has been a pivot, but it's also been a great blessing. Mm-hmm. First of all, T-Saw Online is uh, the class that um, I have online with T-Saw, mm-hmm. and it opens up to the globe. Mm-hmm. Like, we have international students. We have people that are from different, you know, uh, states from the United States. Um, and it's been just a wonderful, wonderful time for me to connect to our, our, um, other creatives and actors that are just as much as in love with acting as I am. Mm -hmm. And just as much as interested in learning and improving Mm -hmm. their instrument as I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as a teacher who is able to um, be able to, to share my gifts with the the world, you know, if you will, and they understand it and they receive it and they create and learn from, and they grow and they book from, Mm -hmm. wow, that's better. I rather, be able to have a further reach yeah. and, and, um, touch other people's, um, instrument and be able to mold their instrument and shape it mm. and encourage that. I mean, encourage it. That's amazing. Like, I love it. Um, and the fact is, is that at the end of the day, 
what we do, the result is it's going to be in a box anyways. Yeah. It's going to be on television. It's going to be on the silver screen. So being able to emote on a on a Zoom call mm-hmm. and send that to the other person in another box effectively is a great learning tool. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's once I turn the television words off, I want to know. I want I want to see you tell a story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I you know, I've heard how that translates like, you know, because before in person, obviously, that's an experience that you can't yeah. recreate, you know, in Zoom. However, I have heard that um, just like Zoom classes, like it is effective as well, because you, like you said, you're still in that box, you know, and it, it helps you to kind of like be able to see yourself right away. It's like almost like a, a cla- an acting class for the camera. So it's yeah. a, it's a great tool as well. So yeah, that's really it's true. Yeah. It's like an on camera. Yeah, like on basically. <laughs> and on-camera you have to activity. learn how to frame yourself and yeah. bo- and make sure you're not in the dark. Yeah. I, I mean, what another skill set? Yeah, that's a whole another skill set. Yeah, and I think everyone mm-hmm. has had to just adapt and figure it out. And you know, everyone's kind of figuring out figuring it out together. Um, but yeah, it's a great skill set to have. It's definitely necessary. Mm-hmm. And it's been fun for me. I, I like the pivot. Um, yeah. it, it has um, really not only given me opportunity to, to meet people across the globe, you know, mm-hmm. but also I have, um, I've, it's given me visibility. I've, I've gotten broader in terms of who I am. More people know me. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's like cast a, a wide net for your, your reach. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the best part about it. Just you you can be anywhere and take classes, you know, the classes that you would love to take, but you're not in that city. It's a great time to take advantage of just, you know, taking. And I hope, I hope after everything, um, kind of gets back to normal whatever that means but <laughs> i hope online classes are still offered this way in, in like so that everyone can take it wherever you're at yeah i i think that um they're probably going to have a a good split between the two yeah absolutely. zoom and um in-person classes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i think so too um so what would you what is your advice to actors like what do you say are some of the things that they need to make sure they're doing every day to stay sharp in their craft, to make sure that they're um, training or just getting better? Like what are some of the tools that you think is important that actors need to make sure they're constantly doing? Let me see. Um, You know, I I, I listened to Larry Moss and he says that, we should be working as actors. We should be working on our craft. You know, daily we should be um, memorizing monologues, at least three monologues quarterly. Like every three months you should have monologues, um, different monologues, some dramatic, some Shakespearean, Mm -hmm. some comedic monologue that you should be learning. You should be reading plays all the time, Mm -hmm. books all the time. Because he says that, through reading and through uh, 
um, learning monologues that not only do you broaden your your knowledge of the world, but it also increases your imagination. Mm-hmm. And the imagination is very important. Mm-hmm. I, I think is there's an, and I use this, and I've said this quote, and I always get it wrong, but it's, um, it's from Einstein. It says that, and I'm paraphrasing it, mm-hmm. but it says something like, uh, in, imagination, um, it doesn't say imagination trumps knowledge, but that's my interpretation okay. of it. It's the <laughs> paraphrase the of, of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. it's a real short quote, okay. but it has knowledge and imagination in it. And it basically says that imagination out is much more important mm. than knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Because if you have knowledge and you don't know how to imagine that information into visualizing and then to seeing it, you know, and then able to, if you see it, you could, if you believe it, then you can see it. Mm -hmm. A lot of knowledge is just based on belief, but if you can't turn that into practical, Mm -hmm. you know, through your imagination, then it's, you know, then it's not as helpful. Right. Right. It's like seeing, you know, wisdom, not having wisdom. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yes. Applied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, Imagination is the application too mm-hmm. of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I need to find that quote. <laughs> yeah, I. You can find if if you want to. I can find it right now because it's really. <laughs> I feel. I wonder if. Yeah, I feel like maybe I've I've um heard it or seen it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you have. Let me, I'm gonna pull it up. You can continue to talk the lot because it's 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 a very popular quote. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I also want to ask you, you know, knowing what you know now, since you've been in the business for, for so many years, you've grown, you've learned, evolved um, professionally, personally, what advice do you give to actors today who are, um, you know, trying to get that career going, trying to find their footing on their journey? Like, what is some advice, you know, knowing what you know now that you would give to, to, to actors coming up? Yeah. Okay. So, um, going back to saying, what can actors do, um, while they're like just wanting to improve their craft or work on their instrument. The other thing I think is real important. I think reading out saying that Larry Moss does that and I I definitely, um, underscore that, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like the best teacher is vulnerability. Mm. We uh, are so guarded in life, but in acting, you're, that's your instrument, and you can't clog it up if you go through life guarded all the time. Mm, that's good. So, so I just feel like be vulnerable when you can be, especially around family and friends, mm-hmm. so that you can access and tap into emotions where um, your character calls for it, and you don't have to like it's like go in the corner and make yourself cry or make yourself whatever but yeah. you're so vulnerable that you can empathize with the character and you can feel what the characters um what the character is feeling mm-hmm. so i so i think vulnerability is so important being open and being empathetic being a being an empath um, i wouldn't go to that degree but yes being empathetic for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and uh, 
going through life more opened and vulnerable to yeah. other people's pains and mm -hmm. joys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that can be tough. Just, you know, especially if you're a person who is always kind of guarded. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm open as a person, but I do have a part of me that I just kind of, I'm protected. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. it's guarded, protected, I don't know. But it's tough to... You know, especially if you've had times where you've shown vulnerability and it wasn't like received well, and, and then you kind of have that in your memory, and then then you continue to be guarded. So that's definitely something that um, I definitely need to work on, and I've I've been working on it a lot more, just being more open. And are you an artist? Yes, I'm an actress as well. Oh, I yeah, thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were. I'm, I'm like, you're not really saying about talking about yourself much. Yeah, it's all about you, nice. Carnetta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, nice. um, yeah, like just hearing you say that is, is, is hitting me as well, because I know that is a space that I need to tap in more. Just allow mm -hmm. myself to feel or allow myself to just, you know, go through those different emotions. So that's that's really great advice. Yeah. You know, I remember in um, taking Meisner classes, in which I love Meisner. It's part of my technique, too. I My style is really a conglomeration of just about every technique that I've studied. So I, I, I glean from uh, Susan Batson. I glean from Stanislavski. I glean from Uta Hagen. I glean from um, Strasberg. I glean from Stella Adler. Mm -hmm. I glean from... Ivana Chubbick, I glean from Tasha Smith, you know, she's Ivana Chubbick as well. Yeah. I and and I glean from all these major like even Larry Moss and even the you know Howard Fine, all the new 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 um well they're not really new. Even even uh, uh Howard Berg, I think that's his name, the Berg Studio. Okay. And uh, and I'm just saying that I glean from every every place, and it's because we're all different types of learners. And so I want to be able to explain it to an actor in a way where they don't get frustrated and say, oh, this teacher doesn't understand me. They're not speaking my language. I'm going to have to go to another school. And a lot of times that happens yeah. because you, an actor, they really look for that specific understanding so that their mind can translate what they're learning and what they're hearing into actively in their body so that they can begin to move and act, right? Mm -hmm. And be and live in a truthful way. So because we're different learners, I have, you know, we're auditory learners, mm -hmm. kinesthetic learners, you know, visual learners, and we're all, sometimes we're all three, right? Right. And so based on different of the different styles, I'll just say it in so many different ways. Yeah. So they can get it. Yeah. So they can get it because you got to get it. Yeah. And I didn't have that, but I love teaching because I, I feel like I simplify it. Mm. Acting shouldn't be hard. It should not be hard. Yeah. It should be sim simplified because we're just like, uh, Viola Daly said, we're just illuminating human condition. Mm -hmm. We're just, we're, we're not, you know, it's not, uh, rocket science, right. science, it is the illuminating of human conditions. Yeah. So we're reflecting uh, on humanity mm. and we're not, we're not talking Martians. Mm -hmm. We're talking earthling stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> and earth earth is our resources and people are resources so whatever you're going to see what the right is right is mm-hmm. what they see in the real life what yeah. they see what people are doing and a lot of times people think we got to act I'm like what just be you just be, yeah. understanding human conditions and empathizing yeah. with the human condition and saying if it were so how would it be for me mm-hmm. using my instrument mm-hmm. using my instrument my instrument which is an apparatus of emotion mm-hmm. and movement mm-hmm. and vocal mm-hmm. I so that. i love that simplified simplified, simplified. <laughs> i love it yeah. like it's true because we are at the core we're human beings so like you said when people are like not at the core like that's just who we are human beings we've lived this life we've lived our life but I think a lot of times it seems like people want to turn on that okay I need to act and it's like you said like no just be like how would you be in this um situation or this circumstance and we like get in our head and we make we kind of like overcomplicate what should be simplified we we do and it's because we we are working off of ideas Mm. we're not working off of truth but we have to in order for us to act truthfully in imaginary circumstances which is meisner's definition of acting if we don't have truth Mm -hmm. then we have to research it if we're going to be a character like an alzheimer character we got to study Alzheimer. Yeah. We got to go. We got to watch what the behavior is, what the, what the whole mental research of that, like what is going on. And there's so much information on that. And once you have the truth, now your imagination will begin to operate from a truthful place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will just come out of their, you know, from the seat of their pants. And it's like, why? You can't. You can't act out of, you can't act out of um, false, false stuff that you don't see. Mm-hmm. If you don't see it in, re- if you don't see it in, in, in reality, it becomes something foreign to the eye. Mm. You know, when we're watching television, it's like, man, that doesn't look human. Yeah. Or you're watching a scene, and it's like, it's because we are operating from an idea. Mm, that's good. Wow, you are. Hey, you're good. <laughs> You're good. I I like everything that you're saying. It's really resonating with me a lot. Oh, wonderful. Hey, it's a lot of information that I've uh, gleaned from my years of like studying and teaching and understanding why I go to class, mm. why I'm in school. Oh. A lot of times I, w- I thought I was going because I was like trying to please the teacher, mm. being a teacher's pet. You know, having her be on the pedestal, and if I didn't please her, it would just oh ruin me. And mm. I, girl, I got over that quick oh. when I realized that my purpose was to to learn yeah. from them, take what I can, and leave the rest. Mm. Yeah, and and don't allow people to to cut my or break my spirit. Mm. Did you have and, to? Did did that happen a lot? Like. People try to break your spirit or like, did you have experience? Actors, yeah. actors do not yeah. teachers so much. I, I, yeah. I've seen teachers break other people's spirit in class, but they never did it to me mm-hmm. because I wasn't the one mm-hmm. to do that with. Yeah. Cause I learned, you know, I learned. Uh, and plus I would just, I would leave classes where teachers were just 
disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I would leave schools where they were, they were really clicky. Mm-hmm. I, I would leave school. I'm, but I always knew why I was there. I would go to get the technique mm-hmm. and leave. Yeah. yeah. I knew what I needed, but I understood what I needed. Yeah. And um, once it wasn't, once it, yeah. I was done, I would, I would leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I've seen other actors tear each other down in the competition of that and that I've experienced. Mm. And I said that I would never, ever, ever allow a close friend like mine to cut me Mm. so deeply where I was incapacitated Mm. um, on stage on doing a play Mm. when a friend just, oh gosh, just, just destroyed me. And I, forgot my lines. Oh no. I, I I just I just sank and I was like, this <sighs> is not happening to me right now. A friend? Yeah, a friend. Wow. I was a, a, a colleague of mine. She was a mm. one of my teaching she was one of my teachers mm. at the school that I was uh, t- taking from and she always respected my work and I'm like, let's do a play together. Yeah, yeah, let's do a play. Why not? Mm-hmm. Girl, she destroyed me. It was crazy. That hurts my heart to hear. That's horrible. It was great. It was a great. I learned. I learned. I was gonna say great. Mm -hmm. I learned that I could never allow. First of all, that I have to have so much self worth. Mm. Yeah. That I know my worth. So when someone tries to um, get in my head, it's not gonna happen again. Because I'm going to recognize it. But see, I didn't know my self-worth. And I trusted her so much. And I thought she was my friend. And la, 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 la. And like, mm-hmm. oh, <clears throat> this would be fun for us together. She had a whole nother agenda. Wow. And see, that's what I mean about um, the vulnerability. Sometimes, like, when those situations happen, it could be really critical. And it's like you have to make a decision. Am I going to close up? Or am I going to, you know, protect myself but still allow myself to be vulnerable with people because that could have caused you to just kind of like guard up and shell up you know so I'm so glad to hear that you learned and you you were like no I'm a, I know my worth and I'm you know you just like it's like you fought back in a sense I did yeah. without a doubt yeah. I fought back but I did learn I I gave her I gave her my power and I said I would never give my power to anyone like that I yeah. truly gave the power um my power over to her and because of that um, I, 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 I sank. Wow. I, I struggled. I mean, the play lasted an entire, like a full week. And here I am going off on stage. And sometimes I was like, can I just remember my lines? Oh. Because she was just sabotaging me. Like what? Like on stage? Girl. Oh my God. But no, before, before we would go on, oh my. she would even do that too. Oh, so she like, like it was. Head. Well, it was one of those things where she didn't want to rehearse with me, you know, and then she would say, why well, you, you should, you should know this. And like, you're stupid. I'm like, it was, oh, oh. it was horrible, girl. Yeah. It, was, it was a nightmare. Really? It, it was, it, it was, but I, I did. I, I just thank God that mm. I, I, um, I, I didn't, I mean, God saved my life. Yeah. He's, he saved my life from it. You know, now it's a story. It's 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 not um, painful anymore. Because mm, mm-hmm. I, I shoot, I I I just got open so many more doors after that. 
yeah. for me. Wow. It was just one of those crazy nightmare things that, who I said, I, I just learned how to protect my gift. And that's what it is. You got to guard, you have to guard your gift. Mm, that's beautiful. Very well said. That's, that's what it is. Protect your gift. Oh my mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Okay. So my final ish question, because <laughs> I did mm-hmm. want to ask you if you had any, you know, anything upcoming that you want to talk about or share. I want to, give space for that. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also wanted to ask you, you know, I know your faith is very important and I think I read in an interview where you said, you know, that's what makes your acting style very unique because you're very open about your faith and prayer, um, with your clients. So just tell me how that, I mean, we kind of have touched on it a lot, but just speaking directly, like how has your faith and your relationship with God played into your, career your journey and just like who you are today Mm -hmm. well so (laughs) I think I'm citing all my my answers with well so (laughs) yeah I'm a lover of Jesus I I'm dispassionate in love with him and I definitely see how the father has just given me this wonderful gift um and it's definitely a purpose for this gift that I have. And my gift is to truly, I feel is to encourage and to impart to those who are in the, um, you know, acting world to encourage them that your gift is something that could definitely make room for you. You could uh, make a career out of it. You could make a, make a living out of it. If you just train and trust God with it. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what I really believe. That's my purpose, like, mm-hmm. to be able to encourage and to impart and to train mm-hmm. others. Um. So when I, because because Tasha's also a believer, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to pray <laughs> whenever I want to. Yeah. So I always end my class with um, prayer. Mm. And um, I, uh, when I start a coaching session, I'll ask if I can pray and ask the uh, knowledge and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to be here and, and show us because it ain't me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly don't know what it is that um, they want, but I know we can give a, straight, a, a strong version of ourselves um, to the acting problem and let God take care of the rest, mm-hmm. you know, do our best and let God take, take care of the rest. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much, um, how I include my faith in yeah. everything that I do. That's awesome. I love that. I'm, I'm so, I, I love that too. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> great. Um, and yeah, it shows, you know, like you can just tell from the moment you start speaking with you, um, it, it just exudes out of you. So, it's no secret, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. Um, and you. yeah, do you have, you know, any final words you want to share or, you know, projects or anything you're working on that you can talk about that you want to talk about? I just want to give you space to, um, I just want to give you space for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, okay. Projects that I have, I, I have this great film. Actually it was shot partially in the Bay area. 
and it's on Amazon Prime, and I'm the lead in it, and it's called Let Clay Be Clay. Okay, nice. And it's about a mother who is suffering from the loss of her daughter. And so it's her journey of how she copes, maybe not cope, with um, the death of her daughter and just the regrets and then the people who she feels are responsible for her daughter's death. And it's just a great thriller drama family story. It's just great. Um. And it's called Let Clay Be Clay, and it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. So I would love for people to watch that. And yes, I will check it out. Send sure. me little notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on Instagram, Mamanetta34. Yes. So they could, if they do watch it, they can they can do a little like, hey, I saw you in it. You were amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you shout know, that would be really awesome. And give me a little shout out for sure. Um, yeah. And then I produced a, a couple of movies. Um, one, another one um, called a, a Girl Like Grace that I produced with Megan Good and Tatari Turner and a few other amazing. Is Ryan um, in that one? Ryan Destiny. Ryan Destiny. Okay. That was, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We, we basically um, discovered her, uh, Leah Daniels uh, Butler. She um, the casting director. She discovered her and, and, um, wow. She was in our movie and I met her and she's amazing. I love her so much. She's mm-hmm. such a sweetheart. She's a great actress. Yeah. So a girl like Grace, I produced that. Nice. I would love for people to see that. That's on Netflix. Great film. Okay. Great film. Mm-hmm. Megan Good, she also stars in it. And Ty Hodges, he also stars in it and um, produced and directs it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another film that I produced on um, Amazon Prime called um an army of one Mm -hmm. and that is just a all action kick butt Mm. girl it's like a female revenge movie she comes back with a vengeance and she's like a martial artist but a martial martial artist um but she's she is um i think she's a ranger military ranger or navy seal or something like that you know highly ranked military um ops mm-hmm. professional mm-hmm. and uh, she comes back and she's it's just a great great mm-hmm. great film it's fun cool. if you like action yeah. so yeah one that i produced called um an army of one that sounds awesome. i would love for people to uh, see those three films that i've mentioned mine mm-hmm. that i star in and then two other films that i produced what what do you look for when it comes to films? Like, do you have, because all of those sound very different. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have, like, is it just, it just needs to be a good story, something you connect with? Like, what do you look for? Well, I, I you know, it's interesting. Um, Army of One, um, it's, it's like, it's going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I... I, I just look for empowering uh, movies, stories um, about women. I really like those. I like complex, layered characters, okay. stories about people that are very complex, layered. Um, definitely like redemptive stories. Definitely, okay. you know, I, I like the you, you kind of the 
where where to me I, I like the visual of the person would be as if their ashes and how their ashes turns to beauty you know, it's like how God can change, transform a metamorphosis mm. from ashes, like just darkness and whatever, despair, mm-hmm. and just not in the right place. Right. Ashes, I, I say that's like the image or the analogy of the metaphor of ashes, mm-hmm. and then turns from ashes to beauty, mm. meaning that that transformation, that uh, that new life, that new birth, mm-hmm. you know, of beauty, like you seeing yourself as this new person, a reflection of beauty, you know? Yeah, the redemption, like you said. Yeah, the redemptive type um, mm-hmm. films, for sure. And I like, you know, faith-based films, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And I and I have some, I, I'm actually, I have a few uh, lives that I've I've optioned that I'm working on with a production company to um, develop into a film okay. or a television series. So the faith-based faith, based? faith, uh, some are faith-based. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I have, uh, I have, I have, I have projects that I'm in development okay. that are um, based on women, strong yeah. women who um basically they triumph through um adversity mm-hmm. i like stories like that i like definitely triumphant stories yeah definitely the, the strength of the human spirit you know mm-hmm. yeah i like to see that unfold in films or you know just yeah i like those type of stories too so um mm-hmm. yeah you've you've got a lot a lot out there and a lot going mm-hmm. on which is great um mm-hmm. can you tell people again i know you mentioned it but just where can they find you on social media if they want to follow you yeah that'd be awesome i am on instagram as mama netta 34 and that's m-a-m-a-n-e-t-t-a the number 34 i'm um on facebook as carnetta jones um and um that's pretty much it yeah and, and then they can T-Saw. always <laughs> and i teach at tsaw mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. yeah dot com and they could um go there to their website and see what courses they offer mm-hmm. and the pricing's also there okay. and then i'm actually doing a groundling fundraiser that's uh because f- i love ep i love emotional prep i think that it should be a class so i started teaching uh emotional prep as a class i i uh, developed a um our itiner- not itinerary a uh, curriculum for it okay wait is this at groundlings no this is on online okay. I, I don't think anybody's online I, I don't think anybody's really opened yet oh i mean like but, is with groundlings yeah with is with groundlings yeah they okay. they what they do is they um they do this fundraiser mm-hmm. right for the school and they open up this these classes to the public, to other teachers. They said, hey, we're doing this fundraisers. Would you like to come in and teach a class? And so myself, um, I'm doing it. It's on May 19th. Okay. 
And it's, you can go to groundlings.com to, uh, to see my class that's being offered, but it's an emotional prep class. Okay. It's going to be like three hours and it's all emoting. Like I, I emote, I have all these different exercises that we do. Mm. It is so much fun. Mm. So much fun. Cause I, that's all I used to do was teach emotional prep classes. Right. So that's helping you to tap into your emotions. Oh yeah. It helps you just drop in. Yeah. Oh, wow. it, it, it helps you drop in. It's like so much. You'll be crying the whole night, yelling the whole night, <laughs> laughing the whole night. Wow! But you know, for I, I've 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 offered this class. Um, I mm-hmm. taught this class at another acting school, and I introduced it at the uh, acting school that I was teaching at, and um, and I just discovered once I started teaching it how so many people are constipated. Yep. And, and, and guarded. And I just taught them that in real life you can be guarded, but in acting, you got to be vulnerable mm-hmm. and you got to yep. use everything that's happening in your life. That's emotionally, you know, you got to bring it over and use it as a release mm-hmm. and use your um, uh, classes, the emotional prep class as a release from all the stress that you get in from the world, you know, release yeah. it. You got to release it. So you unclog it so that you can, be your full self when you're using your instrument yeah. when you and you can be totally present so anyways yeah so awesome. the ep class yeah i'm teaching over at groundlanes.com it's on my um i didn't put it on my feed but i did put it I on my story on your story okay um is this is this the only one you're gonna offer are you gonna offer or is it just like through the fundraiser they only do it like a certain amount of time yeah okay. i don't i yeah okay. i i haven't I love teaching EP, but I, I haven't taught it because it was just in another class that I that I introduced. Um, and I actually I, I don't know if anybody else teach teaching that class. And I think that I, I somehow I think I pioneered it. Mm-hmm. I know we have it in acting like they'll like an emotional prep here in the corner, you know, to make you cry. But it's never a full class. Okay. So I believe that I've actually pioneered it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I created a curriculum for it. That's really cool. You should like keep that going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like even outside of Groundlings. Well, I was doing it, like I said, with this other school. Yeah. But now I'm with teaching with TESOL and I teach a specific um a specific technique, Ivana Chubbuck's technique. Okay. So okay. okay. Yeah, but I but I I introduce, I mean I definitely do the techniques that I have for my E P class mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. when I'm teaching. Yeah, I okay. do. Okay, well, that is awesome. Well, Carnetta, it has been a pleasure speaking with you and just learning more about you and your story. Um, you definitely have a beautiful spirit, and I can feel that through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here and being a guest on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mel. It's been fun. It has been. It's been really fun. Yeah, thank you. It's been, a, it's been a good time. Well, I will um, talk to you soon, and you have a good rest of your day. All right. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. You too.